This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Today is Wednesday, July 29th, 2020. On this day in 1993, retired Ohio autoworker John Demyanyuk appeared before the Israeli Supreme Court after appealing his 1988 conviction. He'd been sentenced to death for serving as a prison guard at the Nazi extermination camp in Treblinka. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a ParCast original. I'm Vanessa Richardson, and today I'm joined by our guest host, Richard Rossner, from the ParCast original Unexplained Mysteries. Every week on Unexplained Mysteries, Richard and his co-host Molly investigate the strangest occurrences in science and history. He's here to discuss some of the historical aspects of today's story, while I'll cover the narrative. Hello, everyone. Happy to be here. Due to the nature of today's crimes, listener discretion is advised. Today's episode contains references to genocide. Extreme caution is advised for listeners under 13. Today we're going to dive into the highly controversial trial of alleged Nazi prison guard John Demyanyu. Now let's go back to the morning of July 29th as the Israeli Supreme Court filled with spectators to witness the verdict. Witnesses were packed shoulder to shoulder. The only vacant seats were the five high-backed red chairs at the head of the room, where the judges would sit. The appellant, John Demyanyuk, sat to the left of the room. Dark brown prison attire starkly contrasted by the light blue police uniforms that flanked him on all sides. The side door opened, and five robed justices filed into the room, prompting the court to stand. As the room settled around them, the Chief Justice began reading a summary of the case. There wasn't a single person in the courtroom who didn't know the charges. John Ivan Demyanyuk had been sentenced to death five years earlier for serving as a prison guard at multiple concentration camps during World War II. Survivors of the extermination camp at Treblinka had identified him as Ivan the Terrible who was infamous for his cruelty toward the prisoners. Many of those survivors were in the audience today. But now, the head judge continued, the court had received testimonies and written documents from a host of former concentration camp guards. These cast doubt over Demyanyuk's identification as Ivan the Terrible. Demyanyuk listened calmly, headphones feeding the judge's words into his ears in his native Ukrainian. The audience, meanwhile, stirred softly, getting impatient. They wanted the verdict. The Supreme Court's decision, the judge finally intoned, was unanimous. 
we find the Wakman Ivan Demyanyuk innocent on the grounds of reasonable doubt of the horrific charges attributed to Ivan the Terrible of Treblinka. Shock settled over the courtroom as the judge finished his statement. Over and not done with, perfection is not the purview of any human judge. The court descended into chaos. Television and still cameras swarmed Demyanyuk on the witness stand. He blinked against their lights as the witnesses mobbed their way out of the courtroom. Demyanyuk's lawyer, Yoram Sheftel, left beaming from ear to ear at his success. Many witnesses stumbled into the halls of the Supreme Court building with cries of rage, tearing their garments and furiously insisting the court was wrong. This verdict was an insult to the survivors of the Holocaust who had testified against this man on the stand and insisted that he was Ivan the Terrible. Joseph Cherny, a Treblinka survivor, was one of many who took the moment to express his outrage to the reporters. He said, I'm shocked, complete shock. The judges are wrong. They committed an injustice to the million dead. He is a Nazi arch-criminal. A million Jews stand behind me. And yet, the court's decision was final. Although their statement included the admission that Demyanyuk was likely a concentration camp guard, he would not be tried in Israel for any other war crimes. By pinning the death sentence to Demyanyuk's identity as Ivan the Terrible, the prosecution had lost the chance for a retrial. John Demyanyuk was put on a flight to New York and eventually he made his way back to his home in Cleveland, Ohio. For the time being, it seemed like he would spend the rest of his life in America, protected by the ruling of the Israeli Supreme Court. While Holocaust survivors and the citizens of Israel continued to express outrage, his neighbors and family were delighted that the member of their community had been vindicated of his wrongdoing. After over a decade of trials, the family of this Ukrainian immigrant could finally move on. But Demyanyuk would soon learn that Israel was not the only country that felt public outrage at his freedom. Within a decade, his case would be reopened, not by Israel, but by Germany. Up next, we'll explore the context of Demyanyuk's trial, as well as his eventual fate. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Now, back to the story. On July 29, 1993, John Ivan Demyanyuk was acquitted of being Ivan the Terrible, an infamous guard at the Treblinka death camp during World War II. 
the verdict overturned a previous death sentence and prevented Demyanyuk from being tried for war crimes again in Israel. My guest host, Richard Rossner, will take over to discuss the context around Demyanyuk's case and a second set of legal proceedings, this time in Germany. Thank you, Vanessa. During the Second World War, it was common practice for Red Army prisoners of war to be recruited as prison guards by the Nazi regime. Many of these guards, known as Tronicky men, escaped trial after the war, despite being directly involved with the death machine of the Holocaust. But the past eventually caught up with some of them. John Ivan Demyanyuk was discovered living in Cleveland, Ohio in the late 1970s. The unassuming retiree was deported to Israel to stand trial in the early 1980s. His case became a fixation of news broadcasters all over the world, especially after he was identified as Ivan the Terrible by multiple survivors of the Treblinka death camp. During the trial, the defense cast doubt on the testimony of these witnesses with documents that claimed Ivan the Terrible had a different eye color than Demyanyuk. They also produced a letter written by a survivor of Treblinka claiming that Ivan the Terrible was killed in an inmate uprising at the extermination camp. But when questioned on the stand about this letter, the authors said it had been wishful thinking, and the prosecution's case was stacked with testimony from Treblinka survivors positively identifying Demyanyuk as Ivan the Terrible. They had the stronger case, and Demyanyuk was found guilty in 1988. He spent five years on death row, but during that time, the Berlin Wall fell and newly declassified Soviet records allowed his defense to successfully challenge the sentence. Demyanyuk spent the remainder of the 1990s back in Ohio with his family, but his legal battles weren't over. In the early 2000s, U.S. prosecutors sued for his deportation. See, Demyanyuk had only been acquitted of being Ivan the Terrible at Treblinka, not of being a volunteer guard at the concentration camp at Sobibor. And another legal system was ready to pick up the case against him where Israel had left off. In 2009, Demyanyuk was extradited to Germany, where he faced 27,900 counts of accessory to murder for every person killed at Sobibor during his alleged time there. He was successfully convicted and sentenced to five years' imprisonment. But once again, he escaped his jail time. In 2012, he died at a German nursing home while appealing the decision. Since he passed away before the final judgment in his case, Demyanyuk went to his grave an innocent man in the eyes of German law. But his legacy in the eyes of the public is much more ambiguous. John Ivan Demyanyuk's trial was filled with moral and ethical questions. The acquittal that happened 27 years ago today was perceived as an insult to Holocaust survivors, whose memories were repeatedly called into question throughout the initial trial. The fact that written testimonies of dead Nazi guards were given more credence by Israel's Supreme Court provoked outrage across the nation and the world. But many still ask to what degree Demyanyuk should be held responsible for the Holocaust. 
A Nazi expert called him the littlest of the little fishes, and he remains the lowest-ranked individual to be put on trial for war crimes in Germany. A Demjanjuk supporter went further. He was a prisoner of war captured by the Germans, who gave him a chance not to die of hunger like so many other POWs, but to work as an SS guard. Of course he shouldn't have played any part in mass murder, and what he did was wrong. But he did it to survive. It was an act of self-defense carried out in extraordinary circumstances. John Demjanjuk Jr. gives his father the most forgiving epitaph of all. He was a victim and a survivor of Soviet and German brutality. History will show Germany used him as a scapegoat to blame helpless Ukrainian POWs for the deeds of Nazi Germans. Understandably, this justification is not convincing to survivors of one of the greatest atrocities committed in the modern world. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Thanks again, Richard, for joining me today. Thanks for having me. You can find my podcast, Unexplained Mysteries, on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. We now have new episodes twice a week. And for more stories of controversial convictions and acquittals, check out ParCast Original, Not Guilty. Today in True Crime is a ParCast Original. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other ParCast Originals for free on Spotify. Not only does Spotify already have all of your favorite music, but now Spotify is making it easy for you to enjoy all of your favorite podcast originals, like Today in True Crime, for free, from your phone, desktop, or smart speaker. To stream Today in True Crime on Spotify, just open the app and type Today in True Crime in the search bar. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime was created by Max Cutler and is a ParCast Studios original. It's executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Juan Borda, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Joshua Kern. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Robert Teamstra, with writing assistance by Nora Battelle. I'm Vanessa Richardson. 